camembert, a good camembert is really complex and really translate um, the terroir it's coming from. It's it's earthy, it's mushroomy, it's cabbage, it's it's absolute decadent beautiful cheese. It goes nicely with cider, goes nicely with a, a little sparkling. Uh, Chardonnay would be fabulous or a, a little light red. Hi, I'm Valerie Henbest, the founder of the Smirkies Company. You are watching Fox Alert. alert valerie how are you how, how are you i'm very very good it's excited to be uh, here with you well and yet I, very far <laughs> well i appreciate you can being here well before i even start let me just say bonjour mademoiselle <laughs> très bien bonjour monsieur enchanté c'est un plaisir listen enough i i don't know much <laughs> that's that's <laughs> That's as much as I know, right? That's as that's as much as I remember from French class in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why uh, talking fromage it's easier. You're gonna see. We can talk fromage. We can talk champagne and wine, everything. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. How how is your day going? Yeah, very good. So it's um, midday here, Monday. Um, beautiful end of summer here in Australia. Mm -hmm. And uh, but weather is is fabulous. Um, still beach days and uh, very busy. Um, I've got a shop at, at the Adelaide Central Market, and uh, it's a lovely, lovely first day of the week. Wonderful, wonderful. It, it's funny because you know when we when we talked, I think we talked on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday we spoke? Yeah. Yes, we did. Indeed. Yeah. It, so you're you're a whole day ahead of me. So we, I was trying yeah. to, we was trying to figure out the time schedule for us, and you were like, no, 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 we can't do it on Sunday because Sunday would be your day off. And then I was like, okay, but it'll be Sunday for me. And you're like, no, it'll be Monday for you. So yeah. Sunday yeah, would yeah, be yeah. Monday for you. So Friday would be for me. Would be your Sunday. Yeah, we're always ahead of you. So if you want to know a few things about the future, you can give me a call. Because it's Monday here, uh, only Sunday for you. So I can give you the heads up. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Um, when we get off, I'm going to get, you know, tomorrow's lottery numbers from you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as as we, were, we were talking, uh, you know, Wednesday and then, you know, in the pre-interview, I was 
you know, I, I found you on Instagram, right? And I see this woman, a foreign accent, speaking about cheese very passionately and wine. And I was like, and I, I went to your Instagram page and I started, listen, we did this last year. We started talking last year, right? And I was yeah, like, you go to your, I go to your page and it's about, about, about cheese. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I didn't understand that cheese itself was a whole thing that it has a history that dates back to, you know, uh, uh, centuries. And I was like, I got to yeah. get you on to talk about this because, I, I mean, a lot of people, my history, like I was telling you, my, my history of cheese is sliced cheese from Kraft. Come, come, come to find out it's not even real cheese. Um, no, it's a whole uh, another topic here. Uh, but look, it's um, it's possibly um, me being French. So I was born in, in Normandy and um, I landed here. I fell in love with um, an Australian man that uh, said, how would you like to come and live um, in Adelaide with me? And I said, yes, before I could even search where on earth Adelaide was. But um, so I landed in this brand new country uh, away from my uh, native um, Normandy and France in general, only to find a wonderful paradise of a country. It's a real beautiful place to be and the quality of life, I think, is uh, second to none. But there's, there was one little shortage there and that was the, the cheese offer, which at the time was not exactly satisfying my needs. And um, you know, coming from Normandy, I was just, um, I just, I just need a come for uh, you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. But um, so I started um, going back to France, and 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 uh, my then partner uh, who had uh, already a cheese shop, uh, I said to him, I'm gonna bring some uh, real camembert to you, and we're gonna start doing something. And one thing led to the next. And uh, in no time, I realized that when you start in a country that doesn't have the, the cheese culture that um, France has, then there is a whole gap that you can really fill with not only your knowledge, but especially your knowledge, but the, the history, the culture, and, and the, the people that um, are behind everything you eat and drink. And, um, I feel like I was uh, at the right place at the right time. So I started to fill that gap and um, bit by bit, I became that um, cheese project that you are talking about and we're talking about everywhere. And I live, I breathe, I dream cheese and uh, became my passion for sure. You born in, uh, tell me about your earlier life. You born in, in Normandy, right? Normandy is the landing ground, start of the invasion of World War II, uh, D-Day, yeah. D-Day, where they landed on that beach. Uh, your life in Normandy, what, what was that like prior to coming to Australia? W- were you, right. were you yes, part yeah. of, did you enjoy, is, is the food, you know, how did you get to this whole experience of cheese? Did it start oh, no, well, yeah, I mean, but very naturally, organically, I mean, I didn't realize how, uh, you rarely realize how fortunate you are until you remove yourself from the situation that you take for granted and realize, again, 
it's not exactly uh, like that anymore. And I'm missing a few things that uh, I thought uh, was part of everyday life. Um, so yeah, history, well, here you go, is my little hometown. That's where I used to go and uh, get the bread, Shepol. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, where, where are you taking me there? Oh, I'm going to miss my baguette and my flan, <laughs> all the croissant. I know exactly, oh my God, you are with the Yeah, I know exactly, my bank is on the left there, there is a beautiful, oh, I'm gonna be uh, homesick now. Kiko, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I, I'm taking you back to Normandy, the whole experience oh, of how yeah. this whole thing started for you. This place um, has given me a, a real big foundation to appreciate what I do appreciate now and, and give me the language to talk about it. And um, yeah, it, it sort of provided me with the perfect um, background. But I wasn't doing anything uh, with food when I was in France. In fact, I, I was at the conservatorium. I was doing some music in Normandy. Then I was doing some um, film work in Paris where I went to um, film school. I was an assistant director for a little while, then I was working for a film festival. So I was going to Cannes, Deauville, Avorias, Cognac. So my years were um, just designed around those film festivals. And then uh, I managed to create the first Australian film festival in Paris right. uh, on the Champs-Élysées. And, uh, but by then I never been to Australia, like many uh, other French people or possibly American people as well. I was, Australia was the dream and uh, I thought, oh, one day I want to go there. And um, so I created that um, film festival and um, then met uh, this Australian man that said, I think it's come and I asked you, obviously, and um, here I am, 25, plus years later. Love love brought you to Australia and you brought your love of cheese to Australia. There you go. Yeah, that's a good trade-off. <laughs> now, the difference with, and we were talking, the difference with cheese, right? Cheese, we have different type of cheese and they're made differently. And every cheese comes from a different part of the world. They're made different and every cheese has got a story. Yes. Is it is it your film background that that helped you tell the story of these cheese? Because you have a theater background, which is, and the way you tell these stories is just fascinating. It makes me want. Listen, I was looking at your video. I'm like, I gotta go get these cheese. I want to taste that yeah. cheese. I'm looking at the store, and you know, you're telling me, hey, come to Australia. You gotta visit the place. And I'm like, you don't. Know, I'm there. It's like yes. I've never been to Australia, but the way you tell your story it draws you in and it makes you want to to to, to get involved and sample these cheese and be part of the experience look it's great it's uh look those feedback uh you know you make my you make my day uh, kiko but uh yes very you pointed out to the fact that maybe my film uh background uh, yeah, definitely has allowed me to uh, get a greater appreciation in in how you, you can present things and, and be so much more attractive by you know fleshing it up and and making it real. So um, 
I definitely use that a lot in my day-to-day life. But then it's just like, also, I've always been a very curious person. And, um, you know, the idea of scratching the surface and really try and go deeper and understanding what's behind closed door. Um, so uh, it sort of uh, brought me to this idea of terroir. And I think if you have one French word to learn today, terroir would be a good one because it means a sense of place. Yeah. It's just encompassing um, not only the, 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 the ge- geographical place, but also the weather pattern, the culture that is part of that whole uh, place, the traditions that have been inherited all those years, uh, and also the, the know-how, the skills of the, the people that are working, not only the earth, but you know, creating those, those beautiful trees, uh, so a, a camembert maker uh, in Normandy probably would do things slightly differently from a, a camembert maker here in Australia. But what would make the big difference is also is more more so the the, the type of cars, what they are eating, the the weather, the cars are going through, and you know you you understand that all that's going to affect the, the the quality of of the product the milk that you find here is going to be very different from the milk that you find in normandy and somewhere else. right got you uh, question yeah. you, you speak about the cows and how they're being treated the food that they eat right mm-hmm. is are, are these the cows that are produce these milk are they strictly for milk producing are they strictly milk producing cows well cheese yes well cheese producing cow i should i should actually phrase it yes 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 so they're definitely different cows from the one you eat uh, in in your hamburger uh they're dairy cows especially raised and bred uh to produce the best quality of milk and the cheese makers so the dairy farmers understand that uh, the quality of the milk that the cows is producing is crucial. It's going to really uh, provide them with uh, the standard of uh, and, and what sort of uh, price they're going to get from their milk. Like we're in Italy, the, the, the thing you're showing right now, so those cows are very typical and uh, very specific to the cheese that this man is uh, showing you. It's a Parmigiano or Reggiano. Is um, checking the quality of it. Is tapping to see whether uh, there's any cracks in it, and that's going to define the the, the, the uh, quality. Therefore, the price at the end. Um, and um, it's and this man is in France. This one is doing the same thing uh, with the Comté in the Jura, right. and that's also to define the quality uh, of the cheese. Then, of course, he's testing. He's going to smell it and uh, he's going to grade it. You, uh, as a consumer, are at the end of all those little trials, and um, you pay for uh, the, the, the the end result, the reward that those trees are getting throughout the process of maturing. So it's fascinating. I mean, Kiko, we could talk for days. There's so much to tell you about right. every of those trees. They're thousand years old. It's just, it's insane when you think about it. When you, I'm, I'm so in love. I'm just like, oh. Tell me about the, tell me about the, I, mean, I, I know you have a, some cheese 
that's in front of you right now. Uh, and yes. tell me about the, the two cheese, well, actually three cheese that you have in front of you right now. So I thought, um, I've got this little camembert. So now, you know, uh, that's where I'm coming from. And really, if I feel a little bluesy some days, I take that. I only have to put my nose. Right. Oh, I wish you could smell that because it is like, oh, it's divine. I'm going to, I'm going to cut it because honestly, this, this is, there's no, uh, if, yeah, if you, if, if you're a little sad, this is going to do you good. Really? So it's a cow's milk. I don't know if you see it well, but it's yes, a cow's milk. Right. And it's, uh, so earthy and you know, I mentioned the terroir. So, right. um, I know this cheese is made in Normandy. I know the cows, I know the color of those uh, cows. Uh, and I also know what they eat more or less. I know there's a lot of apple tree. Uh, around and what I smell is just home. It's just, it takes me back. It's just phenomenal. So I really like that. Sorry, I have to try. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's phenomenal. So camembert, a good camembert is really complex and really translate um, the terroir it's coming from. It's it's earthy, it's mushroomy, it's cabbage. It's, it's absolute wicked and beautiful cheese goes nicely with cider, goes nicely with a, a little sparkling. Uh, Chardonnay would be fabulous or a, a little light red. I also have um, this cheese. I know that you've, uh, you have a um, video. Uh, this cheese is from South Australia, uh, made by a cheesemaker that I work a lot with called Tim Master. This one, yes, that's Tim. And um, this cheese is, um, um, Montpriscilla. It's a bit like a Morbier in France um, and it's cow's milk. There is a line of ash there um, only for beauty purposes today but in the ancient day it's because they used to do that cheese in, in two steps so they used to uh, get the morning milk. You know they, cow, they milk cows twice during the day. Right. So there's a morning milking and an afternoon one. So they would milk the morning, um, they, would, they would be morning um, milking and they would treat the, um, the milk at the rennet and um, all the ferments and wait for the afternoon milk. But because fridge wasn't exactly uh, and cool room, a recent invention, they would cover the morning milk with a layer of ash to protect the, the first um, milk um, session. Gotcha. And then they would get the afternoon milk, treat that again, add the ferment, the rennet, etc. And then add that on the uh, morning milk. So in the olden days, you would have morning and afternoon, which was quite, when you think about it, wow. it's so that, quite... So that's why it has the line in the middle. Yes, originally. So now the line is just there to remind you about the tradition, but it has only, it's only aesthetic now. It's just, it doesn't serve much uh, purpose at all. Uh, but it's a delicious um, cheese from the Adelaide Hills. So if you look on the map, uh, Adelaide is uh, right in between the hills and the sea. And the hills are beautiful, especially in the autumn days. And what you smell here, it's very lactic. But it's a beautiful, much more, as I mean, it's, it's more like apple, um, but green apple. It's vibrant, mm, very grassy. Mm, it's very zingy. 
I think um, in Australia, things are, I feel like the good producers in Australia have a little step in there, a zing in their step. Um, this is very, very nice, quite buttery, beautiful with a, a nice little um, Pinot Noir from the Adelaide Hills or um, again, um, Chardonnay or Grenache. Mm, very delicious. So it's called Montresilla by Team Masters. And I brought that because guess where it's coming from, this one? I don't, can you, do you recognize that or you, your, uh, and it's okay if you say no. No, it's fine. It, it is a cheese from America. It's a Sartori, a cheese from um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The Sartori family uh, has um, been making cheese uh, for hmm, over, we are at the fifth generation. So I think they, they started in the 30s, 39 or something like that, 1939 that is. So um, a beautiful cheese, it's called Bella Vitano. Uh, Merlot because they washed it with Merlot. So that's what, you know, the fun part of cheese is that they're, they're very playful. You can really add and wash your cheese with various um, elements, mainly alcohol. And, um, and that's and this from Wisconsin. Was, yes, from Wisconsin. Gotcha. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a beauty. Very different again. So it's funny because those three cheese, three different terroir, and each one of them is bringing the terroir with, um, with them. So, I mean, which one's in here suddenly? Hmm. I'm getting closer to you, Kiko. Wonderful. <laughs> so, tell me, now, in your the Smelly Cheese Company, you have how many labels of cheese do you have in your store currently? Do you, do you have a count of how many? Well, it, it varies a lot because some are season, seasonal. But I think on average, uh, it's fair to say we've got around 300 different cheeses. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes more. So yeah, there's, there's a lot. And the fun part is to be able to, um, um, you know, take a customer by, by the hand and just help them uh, going and explore different cheese. I think life's too short to eat the same cheese um, every day. You really need to explore. It's like, you know, drinking the same wine. That'd be quite um, silly, really. Um, <laughs> how, would you, how would you be able to pick? Like, if I walked into your store, right? I would yep. have a very, very hard time deciding what cheese to, 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 to grab. You know, yeah, yeah. I would, I would. We're very aware. We're very aware of that. And I, when I introduced myself, I said, "Look, this is me. I either make your life um, more difficult because I add right. more cheese, or or more exciting." Mm -hmm. And of course, that's the latter. But um, so because we're aware of that, we try to um, get the anxiety level in our customers you know as close to zero as possible we want to be very approachable and we are i mean the, the, i've got a fabulous team that we train um uh, very much and they know what it's like to start there and to you know not understanding exactly everything right. so um we if you tell me if you were to come to my shop kiko i would go okay what's your favorite cheese today you would tell me craft slices so the very low bar <laughs> But um, 
I would um, I would take you to uh, um, you know a nice little conte, for instance, and introduce you to a, a nice semi-hard, or maybe not even that, yeah, a gruyere or a conte or an emmental or something that is not going to woo, um, get your test buds into a fit. Right. But you know, some, and then I'll point out to a few uh, receptors, like you know, said, okay, try and get to the nutty. Can you test the, the nutty characteristic there? See how buttery it is, creamy. Use simple words, and really, um, it should. You know, you know, Kiko. The whole thing is, we want you to be happy. We want you to feel the the, the joy, the excitement, the happiness we have when we put all those little bits of um, cheeses in our mouth. Right. And if you can capture that, then great. And and you you know the, the the I think most of the time if people can do that well it's because they don't pay attention. It's because they eat, drink, don't even know what they're doing. They just keep talking or watching TV or if you suddenly pay attention to what you're doing, if you if you pay attention to your taste buds, your nose, your sense of touch and, and, and you know you've got five senses if you play with them uh, well then your experience gonna be far greater and um, yeah, you'll have, you should have more fun I want I want to play something for you because I think for me this is this is why I want to come to your store okay. the food right the food is why I want to yeah. come what what's going on here? Yes. I got, All right, I gotta, so I gotta, I gotta come for this. Yum, it's Yum. called a raclette, and um, so raclette uh, comes from the French word racle, which means to scrape. See, she's scraping the cheese here, mm -hmm. and um, originally those cheese are from uh, Switzerland or from France in the Alps. And in the olden days, when they didn't have uh, air conditioning, uh, no electric heaters, they would only have their fireplace as a source of heat. And they would absolutely do everything near that fireplace. This is the perfect pastry. Um, and they would really uh, bring their piece of cheese, which they would cut. And then quickly realizing that they would the the, the, the cheese the, the top layer would melt uh, simply next to the uh, the fireplace and then made that into a real tradition so now you can put those cheese close to a real fire but we have now those um those electric machine that really melts the top layer and then you scrap that the real recipe is you scrap those uh, top layers on um, boiled potatoes you add a cornichon have a little bit of prosciutto and that's a whole meal it's a very interactive meal people need to play with you uh, and boy i mean i don't like winter very much but i only need to remember that um, comes winter and we're gonna have more melted cheese uh, and and what's better than cheese? Melted pizza. Thank you. I want to play this video of you uh, talking about cheese, and we'll come back and we'll talk. Okay. Hello, cheese lovers. Um, last night we had a, a cheese after dark, and we launched our new product, our new cheese, a collaboration between Kim Masters and Rose Kentish, who's doing some amazing spirits under the label Full Circle. This is a little wash run washed with the honey malt liquor. 
he's just landed at the shop you really have to give it a go it's a work in progress it's going to be developed and going to age and going to be transformed with time but the two together oh my god they go so well of course they they sort of been made together um so if you come to the shop and uh, have a little try i think you won't be disappointed it's called petit pavé and honey malt liquor and welcome to our cheesemonger's choice. Today we are in our maturing room because we wanted to show you where our little cheese um, culture cross cheddar is coming from and how we take care of it. This is a beautiful Murraybridge cheddar, very crumbly, very aged um, and therefore crunchy. It's coming from those beautiful wheels and I really wanted you to have a look at that. Look at how funky they all look and all this mold there is activating the, the rind which in turn activates the pest inside. There's a reason why it is so extraordinarily good. Cheers! What would life be like, what would life be like for you without cheese, Valerie? Say that again? What, what would life be like with, without cheese? It, it's like, it's part of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, oh, it's a question that uh, is going to go, whoa. Uh, that life would certainly be, yeah, you like, life without cheese is like uh, getting rid of the secret ingredients. So it's, right. it's not as good um, for sure. It's, um, I think for me, cheese, it's, it's a unique produce, a unique product, isn't it? I, I suppose, um, I, I, to me, it's such a rich product that also links you to so many other things. It links you to people, it links you to different countries, the, the rest of the world, everybody or mostly the, the whole world is, is uh, playing with, with cheese in their own way. And I think that's what I like. The connection, it's, it's a real connector. If you, you know, when you have a cheese board, um, right. it's it's a gathering place. People are instantly attracted. They want to know more. They want to try. It's like, you know, sometimes I realize, like, I feel like I have a lot of friends, but then I remember, oh, no, I've got a lot of cheese. And, you know, maybe they hear from my cheese, not from me, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, now I just feel like I'm one with that. And um, the, the more I think um, I can talk about it, um the better it is for the people for you for you know because the more you know about something the better it tests right. um and you look at it differently from then on you just have a, a little understanding you you think about the country you think about um the person if you've met the person like you know you just did with Kim masters he's a real person and he just rang me before the interview started his pump has been uh, has collapsed and he had to um throw the whole milk today because uh, no way. really boring. yeah so you, you you get you get to you get close to people you right. you know that's their life and when you know that it's been made by a real person who has two young kids that it's his whole life you, you just you respect it a little more i think you just um yeah you have more respect for the work that people are, are doing and that's the same for the people that you know do uh, those um, wines at the moment um vintage has started here in australia right. and they start to uh, get the chardonnay i think and uh, sauvignon blanc maybe 
Uh, it's a late, uh, late uh, vintage this year because we didn't have a super hot summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, those guys, they work so hard. And the, the man that does this one, for instance, it's uh, Tom Northcott. He's in the Adelaide Hills as well. He's, uh, it's a Pinot Noir Chardonnay sparkling. Um, and he's an absolutely passionate young man. Uh, he's uh, learned his trade from his dad, Ian. And he's, they do so much for their company. There's so many family businesses there. This other person that, oh no, but that's the same one. Oh, you know, this one is the same one, but Murdoch Hill, for instance. This one is another guy in the Adelaide Hills. And um, everything they do is super fabulous. Um, and um, so it, it's, it's, it's good. And the more you, the more you learn, the, the, the more passionate uh, you, I am anyway. And I think it sort of helps uh, me getting people a little bit more curious. You need to get out of your routine and wake up to uh, wherever you are and, and, and look for what it is. Because in America, it's not very different from uh, what we live here in Australia. Your cheese industry is fascinating as well in America. And we are keeping a very close and interested look at what you're doing. Um, and I, I know a lot of uh, cheesemakers over there, but also cheese um, experts like I am uh, in America. You are very fortunate. You have a budding, possibly a little, you, you're ahead of us in terms of what you're creating. There's a lot more of you than there are um, Australians, obviously. Um, but you know, you should pay attention with what is happening in your own country, Kiko, because there's a lot of fabulous producers. Listen, I, I, will, I will, and I, I will reach out to the to the Wisconsin guys. I, I'd love to talk yeah. to them. You know, I'd yeah, they're, just, they're just here. I don't know if you've seen that little video, but uh, we went for a, a little cheese uh, um, testing in the middle of uh, a park where kangaroos were just laughing at us from afar. So it was gotcha. fun. You do, and I wa- here's something I want to touch on. You have your company, the, che- the, the Smelly Cheese Company, but you deliberately go out of your way to showcase other brands that you feature in your store. And I admire that about you, right? You're not worried about, you know, sharing the spotlight. You and I love, and that's why, and that's why you know I reached out to you because you're passionate about what you do, but also you make it a, a note to say, hey, listen, this is a fabulous company too that you should check out, and they they've got really great products. Yeah, where, where yeah. did that come from? Where, where, what what where did it come from for you? I think we honestly, I do believe that we are in it together. And um, the more uh, I, I don't see other uh, cheese expert or, or as, as competition per se. I think it's mm-hmm. good. I think we we push one another to be a better version of who we are anyway. So, and I think we're stronger together. Um, I tell you something. I went to the American um, Cheese Society conference a few times and. I realized how such a close-knit the cheese um, industry is in America. 
and there is zero um, barriers between you know the, the the cheese maker the cheese distributor the cheese retailer the, the consumer and everybody is sharing stories which i think is very healthy um you know the more we learn uh, as i said the better we are and and the, the end result can be only better um so i think hiding and just saying look i'm the best but i'm not going to give you my secrets i'll you know it just uh, I, i feel like uh, i really want to share and i think um yeah i'm, I'm absolutely certain that um we are stronger together wonderful I want to I want to show you something. I want to come back and talk and I want to talk to you about uh cheese after dark. So let me play this one we'll yeah. come back and we'll talk. Cheese After Dark. So Cheese After Dark is a, a series of uh, masterclasses that I we designed um, 10 years ago, possibly. And um, so once a month, we um, lay those tables uh, in the central of the market, in the middle of uh, two aisles, obviously there. You can see our shop on one side and the, the food shop on the other right. uh, but we host 50 to 60 people once a month and we i select five cheeses and invite uh, a, a wine producers or this particular one there was uh, they were young um, gin makers so the young distillers so there was uh, there was cheese and cocktails which was uh, an interesting class uh, and um, so it's two hours where we we test cheeses, we drink wine or cocktails, we have stories, usually uh, also I invite some cheesemaker, you saw Kim was there again, right. uh, I've got uh, a lady that uh, does some flamacouche, that's the uh, little tarte flambe, uh, what is it called, um, a little mini uh, flatbread where you put cheese and melt that as well. So people for two hours, they just uh, discover five cheese, I tell the story, I just, um, we do the, the pairings uh, meticulously so the pairings usually are tip top and um, so they hear the story from the, the winemaker or the distiller or the beer maker what it, whatever it, it, it might be and uh, I usually also uh, do some fun tricks I I just have some eye mask and I just uh, ask the people to uh, do this experience try one cheese without even looking at it just you know when you lose a sense then the other senses need to pick up. So they have, right. a, I think, a stronger experience with what is happening in front of them. But it's in the market um, once the market is closed. So you feel like you're in a place where usually it's buzzing with people. But of course, uh, after six o'clock, there's nobody. So it, it feels very special. Uh, and it is very special. And it's so popular. Sometimes I feel like I have to add an extra one. So my next one is uh, on the 8th of March and it's a special uh, International Women's Day um, 
uh, I invited lots of inspiring women. Last year I did that and I invited um, Laura Welling from America there and mm -hmm. she uh, she came through. Uh, I've got screens as well, so I can get people coming uh, through those classes via Zoom, like we do right now. Right. Uh, sometimes I have champagne producers. Sometimes I have the cheesemaker right in his cave in France. So, at the time of um, the pandemic, there where we couldn't travel, uh, Australia has been locked pretty severely for two over two years. Um, but we could travel by really understanding the sense of place, the terroir, but also by connecting via Zoom um, to cheesemakers in France or champagne maker or people in Italy. That was quite phenomenal. And I think the, yeah, the, the, the attraction is, is obvious. So it's very popular, very happy with that. Okay. How, do you, how do you decide the cheese and the wine? Well, uh, it's a good question. Uh, there is such thing as uh, cheese has peaks. So, you know, sometimes you, you look at the cheese and say, oh my God, we need to eat it right now because it's just the, the perfect point. Uh, so I choose, with my team, we choose cheese that we feel is like super ripe, super beautiful uh, to be eaten straight away. But sometimes um, the winemaker is directing a little bit our choices simply because he has certain varietals like uh, you know a, a grenache um, or a, a cabernet sauvignon and those those wines uh, don't go with everything we need to really specifically choose what it's going to be good with you know it's it's just a real you know and listen I, i'm telling you a secret usually we meet in the morning with the um, the, the winemaker or the, the distillers or and uh, so I, pre I just get a big cheese platter with lots of possibilities and they bring their wine or their gin it's monday morning nine o'clock and we just go okay now let's try that mm, yeah that's good let's try that mm. so it's so funny and we go well another monday at the office eh? um right. and <laughs> so but at least we uh, we know uh, we know that uh, comes the night and uh, we know what we're talking about and it's it's really good. I do, uh, listen, I do also a class, I do cheese and chocolates, um, which I know you have a, a little video on, but the cheese and chocolate was fun as well. So same drill, you know, lots of cheese, lots of chocolate. No, let's try again. And do, 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 do. So yeah, I know I've got a tough job, but um not ready to sweat with you yet, Kiko. <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, and that led into my question, cheese and wine, and you, you kind of answer it because I guess a particular wine kind of enhance the flavor of the cheese, right? Yeah. And vice versa. Okay. Okay. But you know, the, if you're a wine, usually a winemaker, when it comes to cheese tasting, really want to complement it. I don't think. The wine is there to hate or make a big statement, although, uh, as you said, I think it's there to enhance something. So, for instance, if you have a very dry cheese, if you add a, a wine with a lot of fruity characteristics, you can sort of expand on the, on the flavor profile. Um, and equally, you know, the, the, the savory notes of, a, of certain cheese are going to expand on the on 
fruity characteristic of the wine. So it's it's usually very subtle, but um, playing with uh, with this, you know, what you playing in order to get a real balanced mouthfeel. You know, this mouthfeel that you go, I'm content. You know, nothing is like taking me here or there and just uh, driving me crazy. Although it's fun as well, but. Um, so, uh, you know, balance, the equilibrium is what you're looking for. Um, and um, so that starts with having a, something that is already quite uh, very well made. But the complementarity is interesting. It's like a relationship. If you have uh, like a personality here and another one there, and they're quite unique in their own way, quite well in their own personality, but together, this one's gonna really help this one to be a better version of who it is. And equally this one is gonna, you know, do the same. So it's it's that's what we're trying to um, get, you know, a, a real good marriage. I give you an example and that's why I just pulled myself I need I'm gonna have to do that because it's been sort of staring at me for too long. Right. But uh a nice cheese, a creamy cheese, um, like the, as you can see, this camembert is quite creamy, which means quite mature. And there is buttery, creamy note. And those notes are really uh, coating your palate naturally. It's normal. But if you want to enjoy um, the experience and repeat it, you need to clean your palate. And Bubbles is a, um, a fantastic palate cleanser. Oh, mm. so delicious! Sorry, <laughs> very, I feel very selfish. I wish I could sort of pour you a glass, Kiko, but um, you'll have you definitely have to come to Australia. I uh, will. But I will. yeah, exactly. Oh, I yum! Will. I will. Valerie, it was mm. a, it was a pleasure having you. I know it's it's Monday for you early start yeah. you know you got to get to the office That's a good but start. It, it was it was a listen i really enjoyed this conversation it was a pleasure you gave me an education on cheese i will take you up on the offer uh to come to australia but as we talk you're coming to new york soon right yes um so i'm uh, starting to develop um um the series of classes um, i mentioned they're so popular i'm doing um like on friday i'm going to canberra um and then to the snowy mountains to do a couple of master classes mm -hmm. there then i'm going to brisbane to do uh, more master classes there then we do the good fun in one show in melbourne sydney uh, brisbane perth so it's already taking me everywhere in um, australia but what i'm planning to do i'm going to uh, france at the end of may to do the transhumance the transhumance is uh, like the alpage in the Alps. it's sort of climbing the mountain with animals uh, and in the pyrenees it's with sheep and they climb with sheep in order to do uh, a cheese at higher altitude which means the, the the animal is grazing onto a pasture that is a lot more floral so it sort of gets a, a richer milk and usually those cheese made in high altitude in the summer months are richer fuller and um, re really bring something extra so i'm so lucky because i'm climbing with that cheese maker uh, at the top of the pyrenees with the sheep and make some osso 
at the top of the uh, Pyrenees at the end of May, which really excites me big time. Um, and as a result, I'm uh, organizing um, a masterclass, a cheese and wine masterclass in Paris on the 5th of June. And the next one uh, is yet to be announced, but will be in New York City, indeed. So I'll let you know as soon what? as I uh, get confirmation there. Well, hey, listen, I'll come with the crew and I'll shadow you just to just to, to document this whole experience. Perfect. Perfect. Valerie, it was a pleasure having you here today. Um, you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Have a have a sip of champagne, wine, uh, some cheese for me. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm sure it's good, and we it's will we will we will speak shortly. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much for um, reaching out. Really appreciate. Uh, it was fun for me too. And uh, if you want uh, another um, shot, another wine, another cheese, um, you know where to come. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kiko. Have a great day. Cheers. Take care.